Hey, listeners, welcome to the Restricted Area Podcast. I'm Matt. I got Mitch over the phone with me. What's up, Mitch? You good, bro? I'm doing good, man. Ready to talk about some ball. Uh, sorry, listeners, for last week. We just had some issues with recording, so we skipped the week. But we're back, and we're going to be putting up pods every Tuesday, as expected. Uh, if you haven't already, rate us, subscribe to us, let us know what you think about our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Again, we're the Restricted Area Podcast. Same name for SoundCloud, and you could check us out on Twitter at TRA underscore pod. And I guess we kind of have two weeks worth of things we can talk about right now. So, Mitch, what do you want to start with? Uh, what do I want to start with? How about we – so the season's been, like, what, three weeks long? Yeah. Already? So I think every team has played around 10 games. Yes, yeah, So I guess we could start uh, – do you have any takeaways from the first 10 games of the season? Yeah. Like any surprises or – You know, it's just crazy because we were talking earlier about the Lakers, and so I just started looking at the standings and stuff, and obviously nothing is even close to set in stone right now, but it's crazy seeing how many teams, like the teams that are in the outside of the playoff picture right now in the West especially, you have New Orleans who's under 500, Houston's under 500, the Lakers are under 500, Minnesota's under 500. It was just weird seeing like how, like those are four teams that I think a lot of people assumed would be in the playoff picture for sure this season and everyone's always talking about how you can't give up too much ground in the west utah is under 502 i thought they'd get off to a much better start utah's yeah, four and five new orleans is four four and five minnesota's four and six lakers four and six houston three and five at least phoenix and dallas are at the bottom which everyone expected uh the craziest takeaway from the season even though i feel like there's always one team that does this um every year but sacramento is six and four right now yeah, even though they got blown out yesterday. Uh, De'Aaron Fox looked so good a couple nights ago when he had the uh, triple-double. Yeah, he does. He looks much better this year. His shot is improving. Yeah, his shot is improving. I love his floater. Uh, who did he do it to? De'Aaron Fox had the triple-double against um, Atlanta. He had 31, 15, 15 assists, 10 rebounds, and that made him, I think, the youngest player to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's averaging, think, uh, he's averaging 18, 5, and 7 on 50% shooting. So that's amazing. If his three-point shot is more consistent because it's still not perfect, he's a really serious player. He is. Um, I feel like, I feel like um, he's in the same mode of like players like John Wall and not Russell Westbrook. He's not as physical, but those type of players that are very athletic, very quick. Yeah. And the only thing that's, that has always stopped all of these players is being able to shoot. Yeah. John Wall John Wall's never been able to shoot, so that's always messed him up. And we'll definitely – we'll talk so more here. about him and the Wizards in a little bit, I think. Yeah, we have but if Aaron Fox can consistently uh, knock down threes in the mid-range, then he can be a great player. There's no reason why he can't be. He's a really uh, crafty layup finisher too. Like there's times where it's yeah. like he's too – you think he's too small to do that, but he, he can really finish. He has uh, a nice handle too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um. I really underrated pickup for them, and it's crazy saying that because I have so many bigs. Bielitsa, remember how like he signed with Philly, but then backed out and ended up signing with Sacramento. Yeah, they just play so much better when he's on the court because like he's just, he's just one of those guys that like he does things your team needs. Like he hits his threes, he's got a decent inside game, he's unselfish. 
Like their stats when he's on the court are like way better. And he made like everyone around him gets better when he's on the court. It's one of those, like you wouldn't think it, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, I agree. And it's the Sixers need him back. I know. Dario Sarge and what's his name? Mike Muscala. Yeah. That's They're kind of who like they got Irish. to replace him. We should talk about the Sixers. They haven't looked uh, that good this year. So right now the record is six and five and they are six and oh at home, but oh and five on the road. You want to know something that's like kind of crazy is that just in terms of two-man lineups, the Sixers are better with Embiid and Fultz than they are with Embiid and Simmons, and they're a disaster when all three are on the court. But I thought that was interesting that Fultz does better with Embiid than Simmons. Yeah, it's early, though, and it's very clear that Simmons is much better. I think this it sucks. The Sixers would have been – could you imagine if they never did that trade last year with Boston? And they took Jason Tatum. Um, bro, they'd be insane. But do you think they would have still gotten Tatum? Like, do, do you remember Danny Ainge was saying with the one pick we still would have taken Tatum? That's why this was such a good trade is because we got who we wanted, but we're able to move back a couple spots and get a top pick for next year potentially. Oh uh, no, I didn't know that. But if that's true, then never mind. It's hard to know if it's true because, like, obviously Ainge is going to back up the guy he drafted and say, like, we yeah. thought he was the best prospect. But And I feel like the Lakers were going to take Lonzo no matter what, too. So I kind of think Philly might have ended up with faults either way. What do you think the Sixers have to do? They look like they're um, regressing this year. Well, one, I think they should definitely try to swing a deal for uh, Kyle Korver, who – oh, this is interesting. Did you see that, like – I don't think it's like a – obviously, I don't think you can throw this in a contract, but I guess Cleveland and Corver had like a wink-wink deal that if LeBron left, they would trade Corver. Like, you know, because like obviously Corver doesn't want to be on a horrible team when he's 37, 38 years old. And they're kind of backing out on that right now. I still think yeah. he gets traded soon, though. But I think so, too. But see, the problem with the Sixers is um, J.J. Redick is playing amazing this year. But yep. I feel like – Joel Embiid, the only person on their team that can get his own shot. Yeah. Um, um, ben, Simmons, ben Simmons is the point guard, and he's struggling this year. He plays a lot just, better when um, – He's Redick really turnover prone this year. Yeah, he is. But also the pairing of him and Fultz isn't working because there's, there's no spacing on the floor when they play together. So but, the only reason I'm thinking that the Fultz and Bead thing works a little better than the Fultz, uh, I mean, sorry, the Fultz and Bead thing works better than the Simmons and Bead thing is like Fultz is weirdly a bit more capable of a pick and roll player than Simmons is. Like, he, you know, he obviously struggles with shooting and stuff, but he's at least willing to take the shot and he's a better like passer out of the pick and roll than Simmons is. Simmons doesn't really pass like that. He likes doing handoffs and crazy like transition and semi-transition passes. Um, so I think that like, I don't know, their offense when it's Simmons and Bede, it kind of looks clunky to me. That's also because they're starting, Fultz is starting instead of J.J. Redick. Last year when J.J. Redick played with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, the Sixers were amazing. Yeah, I know. It's, I don't know, it's a weird fit. Do you think they get it together and get like 50 wins again this year? Uh, I can see them still winning 50 games because the East is bad. So even though they got blown out yesterday yesterday by the Nets, who are surprisingly – the Nets are decent, honestly. Yeah, they are. But um, there's enough bad teams. System. Yeah, but there's enough bad teams in the East that they're going to get a lot of wins. But I think they have to do something. They have to make a decision. Because I feel like the time to win is now. 
yeah, their players are young, but you're going to have to pay Ben Simmons soon. And J.J. Reddick's getting old. You know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like they should be doing everything in their power to compete to uh, compete for a championship right now. I think they have to trade Fultz, bro. It's just not going to work. I'm sure but, he's going to get. I'm sure he's going to get a lot better. But him and Simmons doesn't work, and Simmons is like a generational talent. The thing is, though, what like is it worth trading him for what you can get? Like, is it might be more worth it to bank on him getting better than it is to trade him? Because I don't think he has a lot of value right now. I don't know how many teams are willing yeah. to like give up serious assets for a guy with this many question marks. Bro, did you see that shot he took yesterday? Yeah, that was ridiculous. It hit like the bottom of the backboard. Yo, what the hell is wrong with him? <laughs> Bro, um, I, said, I would never be able to get that open in an NBA game. But if I got that open, I swear I'd hit the rim, bro. I swear. <laughs> I, don't care if, like, I don't care if JaVale McGee was running out to block my shot. I'd hit the rim. I'm curious how long before Sixers fans start, like, turning on him. Because at a certain point, this isn't acceptable anymore. Bro, that shot looked crazy. I'm more still shook about the Simmons shot where um he did that behind the back free throw. I mean behind the back throw about the free throw line. It took a jump shot and it hit the backboard. Oh yeah, that was ridiculous. And did you hear the com- the Sixers commentators? Yeah, they're like, "Oh, that's fine. That's that's a great shot. I just wanted to see him taking it. That's good. That's good." Like, no, it's not. I, I get what they're saying. Actually. Like, you need Simmons to take the shot, but at the same time, it's unacceptable that it can't hit rim. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's uh, bro. That's insane. I, I still love Ben Simmons, though. I think he's amazing. Me too. The Sixers need, they need more shot creators. He, he is struggling to begin the year, though. He is. They definitely he need to improve a shot. He really does. They definitely need more shot creators. My thing is when I watch Philly, they feel, like, really predictable to me on offense. It's either, like, a screen runoff for a J.J. Redick. Like, I feel like J.J. Redick understands how, like, predictable they are. So whenever he gets the ball off a handoff, he throws it up immediately because like that's the best shot he's going to get in this offense and he needs to take those because no one else shoots. Um Covington is just the streakiest shooter ever and he shoots anytime he's even remotely open. Embiid yeah. is just, Embiid's the only one who like is versatile scoring wise. Simmons only scores if it's transition it seems like. And Fox yeah, is a mixed bag. Yeah, I don't half know. Court, they have two plays. They either dump it down to Joel Embiid or yeah, Reddick comes off the screen and shoots three. That's it. Um, they're running out of time, too, to, like, really improve this team. Not necessarily for this season, but once they give uh, Sem- Simmons his extension, they're pretty much capped out at that point. That's what I'm saying. So I think they need to make a move. But uh, just, what do you think to, about Joel Embiid? He's been playing amazing this year. His game against Drummond the other night, like, do you, uh, before we talk, do you like his personality with, like, really, like, going after guys and trolling them and all that? I do. I think it's hilarious. I do. It's very funny, especially um, with Andre Drummond. I don't know what Andre Drummond did to him, but yo, he did chose you, him. Did you hear the Sixers announcers talking about Drummond, what they were saying about him? Oh, uh, about his shot? Yeah, they were, like, clowning him. Like, first he took that three in transition that – it actually wasn't a bad – like, it hit the back rim, but, like, it didn't look ridiculous. Then you could tell he was trying to, like, go at and bead one-on-one, so he did, like, a half-spin step-back jump shot that hit all backboard. Then he got the ball down low again. This is all within a couple minutes. Then he got the ball down low against Embiid and threw up the softest shot I've ever seen. And obviously Embiid blocked it. And the Sixers announcer were just like, wow, this is a professional basketball player. Did he expect yeah, that to go I in? I couldn't like, believe that they said that. Yeah. That's insane to me. Yeah, they're really yeah. riding for Embiid, I guess. Um, no, not only that, Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz are in your team. Oh, yeah, also. <laughs> that's a better oh. point, I guess. Now, I don't think you understand, like, how crazy that shot was he took yesterday. 
Uh, I've never so seen anything like that in my life. Yes, that three. Um, so just so yeah, let's get back to just Embiid, I guess. Uh, I kind of feel like he's he's getting into that discussion. Obviously, it's ten games. He can more or less hold this up for a year. He deserves to be in that Kyrie Jimmy Butler tier of when we talk about the best players in the league. Oh, I agree. I actually think I think he's ahead of them personally. Me too, but some people would be skeptical because like, you need to see it for longer. He's only played this many games. So far, he's averaging 28 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, he's getting you two blocks a game. The defense is still amazing. I don't think he'll win defensive player, but like he'll always be in that conversation if he's healthy. His three has looked a, b- a little bit better in the most recent games too. He started off terribly, but he's hit- been hitting them a little bit more lately. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. His. Let's see. Uh, he his... draws so many fouls too, bro. Yeah, it's actually insane. Like, you know, those, like, offensive box plus minus and defensive, his are both, like, elite on both ends. He, he's just killing it this season. Um, yeah. But they need – it's crazy how much better he would do, too, with more spacing around him. Oh, yeah. Bro, he'd be a, he's, he's a monster now. But if he had more, like uh, – bro, Ben Simmons could shoot. The Sixers would be – I don't know, bro. They'd be amazing. Even but if Ben Simmons – even if Ben Simmons shooting peaked at like rookie LeBron levels, that would maybe be enough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you had to at least like respect it a little bit, like against yeah. the Hawks the other day, like um, this wasn't Ben Simmons, this was Markel Fultz. They were, when he would catch the ball at the three point line, they they would literally run the opposite direction. Yeah, like it seriously, you might might as well just let him shoot because more times than not, you're getting a rebound. Exactly. So, um, um who are you more concerned for them? Or, I, I I guess concerned isn't the right way, but who do, who do you think will be better by the end of the season, them or Milwaukee? I think Milwaukee, definitely. Okay. Um, did you see the Celtics and Bucks game the other night? Celtics Bucks, yes, I did. It was the game where like the Bucks team. made the big fourth quarter comeback, but they didn't they yeah. didn't pull it out. Uh, even though the Celtics won that game, I think it showed more uh, for Milwaukee. Because for that to be a close game and the Celtics hitting 24 threes, I don't know. In my opinion, that says a lot. Right, but the other thing is the Celtics took 55 of them. And, again, the problem with the Bucks under Jason Kidd especially was that they were giving up all the wrong kinds of shots. Like, they were giving up a lot of layups and corner threes. I don't know the sh- shot profile for that game necessarily, but you shouldn't be giving up 55 threes. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Like, 24 going in is insane, but, like, a team having an average shooting night against them, if they took 55 threes, would still hit, like, 17 or 18. Yeah. I feel like uh, Brooke Lopez is – he's making a big impact on their team this year. But I feel like against the Celtics, that's just not a good matchup. I saw a stat that said that when Brooke is out there, the Bucks get, like, 80% of the defensive rebounds, which ranks second in the NBA, I believe. But yeah. when he's out there, that rating drops, like, they're the 24th or 25th best rebounding team in the league. So that right yeah, there no. shows you. He's a great exactly. – like, he boxes out very well. Yeah, I agree. But like I said, so he works against the majority of other teams, but against the Celtics with Al Horford, it just doesn't work. He was getting killed and, like, picking yeah. rolls and stuff. Al so Horford like, – I don't know why, but last year in the playoffs, they played Thon Maker, and that's when the series got really interesting. That's the yearly Thon Maker for some reason blows up. Yeah. But it's I two like years in a row where, like – Say it again? 
Um, no, that's two years in a row where, like, Thon Maker has been huge in the playoffs uh, for them. Like, after having pretty much nothing going on in the regular season, they just make an adjustment to put him in there. And then all of a sudden, he's blocking shots, hitting threes. He's actually, like, decently able to switch onto guards, too. That's um, what I'm saying. I feel like against the Celtics, he should play. Uh, he should, like, uh, play. I don't know what, like, I wish he was more of, like, an impact player than he is. But clearly, if he hasn't been able to crack the rotation in three years now, something's wrong. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Um, who's more likely to keep the startup? Toronto nine and one, Milwaukee eight and one. Toronto. Yeah. They're amazing, Although, honestly. I watched them against the Lakers yesterday, and the Lakers played horribly. But um, the Raptors—they have a great team. Their defense is amazing. I was really looking like up and down their roster. I don't think I see anyone who who's not like a, if not a plus defender, like. Above average, yeah. in my opinion. And Siakam looks so much better too. He's gonna he's gonna be such a good player in the league for a long time, I think. Yeah. Him and him and uh, OG, they're not like amazing, but they're they're like great role players and they know how to, the roles that they've been asked to play, they're they're gonna do amazing at it. If Kawhi sticks around longer than this year, I think he's gonna be so good for OG because that's exactly who OG can look up to as like this is who I need to become, kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's only 10 games in, but I think Kawhi's to stay. It's the perfect situation. I agree. In my opinion. Um, personally, I actually think the Bucks have played better than Toronto so far, though. Just in terms, like, they're scoring more per game. They're giving up less points per game. I actually think they've kind of had a tougher schedule, too. Um, yeah. I'm a little more impressed with them. I thought they're winning, the Bucks winning against Toronto when both players' best player was out was actually very impressive because I would expect Toronto's depth to carry over. Yeah. But and now, yeah, now the Bucks have beaten the Lakers. They've beaten the Raptors. They've the Celtics win would have been huge. I wish they got that one. Yeah, I don't know if the Bucks. They definitely have improved, but I just, I just don't believe in Eric Bledsoe and uh, what's his name, Malcolm Brogdon. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know. I wish Bledsoe was more like he was a few years ago because this team would be crazy if he still was. Exactly. He he's, so just that, he's just not that good to me. And I feel like when you need him to knock down the shot, he never does. To me, Bledsoe is becoming more or less what an average point guard in the NBA, like an average starting point guard. Like I would probably rate him like the 13th or 14th best point guard in the NBA right now. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he's anything special at all. Um, all right. What else you want to talk about? about? Uh, what about the Celtics and Pacers? What about them? Oh, the, the game? So Oladipo's yeah, clutch as hell. Yeah, yeah. Oladipo's clutch as hell. Uh, so that was before that, too, Kyrie Irving hit, like, back-to-back huge threes, too. He's starting to look like himself again, too, which but is then, cool. But then he missed a layup, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. But I guess that happens. Uh, I was just happy for that game because one of – like, I go on Reddit and stuff, and one of the uh, Pacers fans' least favorite moments from last year is, do you remember that game where it was Celtics-Pacers and the Pacers lost because uh, Bogdanovich just threw, like, a really easy oh, pass yeah, that Terry Rozier bro, that was off. horrible. Exactly. He missed so, up with, like, one second left. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm happy the Pacers at least got this one. But yeah, I agree. Although I Boston, like Oladipo. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying go to a different level this year. At least he hasn't so far. Yeah. The Pacers, yeah. look, they're good, though. They're a good team. They're 7-3 so far. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's nothing, like, special about them, but they're going to be a, a tough out in the playoffs. They just play just, well as a team. Yeah, and they play, like, super hard always, and 
I like Tyreek theoretically. Um, I like Sabonis. Sabonis is amazing. Um, he had that um, 12 for 12 game the other night where he didn't miss a shot and he just looked unstoppable. I think it was against, yeah. it was against the Knicks, I think. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, he he's really nice. I wish Miles Turner like I I was expecting him to break out this year. He hasn't so far. Do you think it's something where maybe they like think we should replace Sabon uh Turner in the starting lineup with Sabonis? He can play some five. Um, I think Sabonis is better than Turner, but they just paid Turner, so I don't yeah, think it's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess I have to. I ride think with it, him. I think it should happen, but I don't think it will. Yeah, and also I guess Turner's maybe a better rim protector too. Yeah, but Sabonis, he's like a smart defender, bro. He's yeah, like, he's he a really solid player. Yeah, when he was drafted by OKC, they were trying to make him take a lot, like space the floor and take threes and stuff. That's just not what his game is. He's a great pick and roll finisher and in, rebounder and all that. He needs to be by the rim. What do you think about? So obviously, I don't think Oladipo would have turned into who he is now if he didn't get traded to the Pacers, right? I agree. Yeah, but what do you think the Thunder would look like now if they had Sabonis and Oladipo instead, instead of Paul, Paul George? I don't think they'd really be better. You don't think so? Their problem is still shooting. That's all it is, and they don't get much more shooting if they have those two guys either. Yeah, like that's they're true. they're depending on like Terrence Ferguson and like Diallo and players like that who have never proven able to shoot threes. And yeah, that's true. They're the team that probably needs a player like Kyle Corver the absolute most. They should absolutely look into that if they can, because that would help them so much. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, uh, they're they're they got off to a really bad start, but they've won a couple in a row now. I think they're four and four. That comeback they made against the Clippers was huge because they were down a lot and they really needed that win. Yeah, they did. They're looking. What do you? They're looking decent. Do you see Pat Beverly dove into Westbrook's knees again? Yeah, that I don't know. That looked dirty to me, honestly. And I like Patrick Beverly. You think it did look dirty or did not? That play to to me it looked dirty. Yeah, I agree. Even like yeah, he probably was going for the ball, but still you have a history of doing this to him. Um and he was like, like far away. He was like I don't know. It, you're it looked bad you're to diving me. at a guy's knees. Like the ball isn't worth it at that point. You're like the the um Beverly very likely might have cost the Thunder a ring when he actually injured Westbrook in 2013. That was a great opportunity for them to win it. Yeah, that's that true. Was, that was the only season of the Russ KD era where they won 60 games and Westbrook went out in the first round with the knee. Yeah, bro, that's gonna be like the they're gonna be a 30 for 30 for the Thunder. You feel like they kept the worst of the three, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Which um, is crazy because, I mean, Westbrook is still – he's still a great player. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely they kept the worst of the three. Could you I mean, imagine, I, imagine Harden on the Thunder instead of Westbrook? They'd be a lot better because he can shoot. And, and their defense is amazing. Their defense is amazing. And I feel like James Harden and, and Paul George, I feel like that would work, bro. I think so, too. Although maybe it gets crazier and KD stays if Harden's there because maybe he likes playing with Harden more than uh, Westbrook or whatever it is. But Yeah. yeah. I okay, can't so they had all three of them. So That's let's crazy. talk about the Wizards now. Two and seven now. The most recent win was against the Knicks, but that wasn't even like a blowout or anything. Um, that was pretty close throughout. Do you think they're a playoff team this year? 
simply because they're in the East. I think they'll be. I think they're still going to be a seven or eight seed, and then they'll lose in the first round. But it's, yeah, they're just disappointing, man. Bro, when you look at their roster, like they're talented. They have talent. I don't understand. They have a lot, dude. Bro, John Wall, Bradley Bill, uh, Otto Porter, and then they have one of the uh, what's his name? One of the Morris brothers. Marquise, yeah. Dwight, yeah, Dwight Howard's coming back. I like uh, Kelly Oubre. I don't understand why they're not. Well, and they're, they're a bad. And they're, they're a bad rebounding team. I know, but they get no rebounds, although Dwight, that's one of the few things he can help with, I guess. They don't move the ball that much. They're a pretty low assist team. Uh, they're not the best shooting team either. Where do they rank at that? The Wizards are the 26th best, I guess you would say, three-point shooting team in the league. They're only shooting 31% as a team. And then defensively, they give up a boatload of points too. It's just been a disaster so far. Right now, they are a... Yeah, they're the worst defense in the league right now in just terms of points given up. They give up 121 a night. Bro, they need to break up the John Will, uh, John Wall and Bradley Bill, like backcourt. But, but what do you get for it? Like, the thing is, they don't, they're not going to trade Beal. Beal's the one I think that they want to keep out of Porter, Wall, and Beal. And so, yeah, but but he's they're, already... not, they're not going to be able to trade John Wall. His contract starts next year, so he's right, not but... going anywhere. But, like, how, what's the point of trading Beal and getting assets and then just having Wall, a player you're not happy with, and Porter, a player you're not thrilled with? What's the point in that? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. But they need to do something, bro. This, ha- this has been happening for, like, the last four years. Yeah, I know. Um, and I, I really don't think Dwight is the solution to any of this either. I mean, he helps with the rebounds, I guess, but not much else. Yeah, and their big one of their biggest problems is like the locker room, like they have horrible chemistry, and, and I don't know, I don't, they don't like playing with each other anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's just unbelievable. It's crazy. It's like it's really time for Wall to change. Like he's the player in the league right now. When I look at him, it's like his career was going one way and just changed so drastically a couple of years ago. Yeah, were, I agree. People were so excited when. Um, Remember that year when the Wizards got to, like, the second round and they had Paul Pierce hitting that game winner in the playoffs? That was really cool. And then I think he had, like, a down year the next year, but then he blew up again, and then he had that game winner against Boston in the playoffs where he hit the three in game six. He's had, like, he's a really fun player to get behind. I just don't get why he's just completely derailed now. He's just – you never know what you get with him any night. He might shoot five for 18. He might shoot 10 for 15. He might go, like – you know what I mean? It's just he's completely unpredictable now. No, nah, I agree. He can't shoot. He can't shoot. And he thinks he can shoot. So in, like, crunch time, he's like Westbrook. Like, he'll take dumb, like, mid-range pull-ups, contest it when he can't shoot. Yeah. And he just has to realize, like, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, he's nowhere near as bad as Melo. But I feel like he's still in the mindset that he's, like, a superstar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you guys have to, like, fit in around me. And that's not the case anymore. Like, I think Bradley Bill is a lot better than him. I'm still kind of torn on that one. I think when both of them have a great game, John Wall's great game is better, if that makes sense. So, Maybe so far this year, he Wall's play shooting, defense anymore either. He's shooting so far this season 47 from the field, 28 from three. He's giving you 21. He's defender anymore. He's average to maybe a little above average. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I can't imagine a team giving up that much for him anymore. He projects as a bad defender by advanced stats, too, I'm looking at right now. 
Um, yeah. I'm trying to think like a team that, like Orlando and Phoenix are always the two teams I think need a point guard the most. And maybe Phoenix can put together like an interesting package that's like Josh Jackson, TJ Warren or something and like whatever big contract they might have to be able to include in that deal. But I don't know. That's another player actually who's really disappointing to me is Josh Jackson. Yeah. He's just one of those players that, I don't know, everything, everything about him seemed like, made it seem like he's going to be a good player. He has a size, like the athleticism, but I don't know. Nah, like every, you, know, you know who's number one on that list? Who? Stanley Johnson. Bro, he oh, sucks. It's, this, it's the mold of player like Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, Stanley Johnson, and Josh Jackson of like, you took these athletic dudes who are like 6'7", six, 6'8", who play really good defense, but they don't show a lot of offensive skill at all, and you're just banking on them getting better at it. But, like, Kawhi Leonard is the absolute, like, exception to the rule. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to happen for 95% of these players. Yeah, exactly. Bro, let me read this uh, tweet real quick. Yeah. It's about the Wizards again. So it's from Keith Smith, NBA, on Twitter. Yep. He said, as the Wizards struggle out of the gate, it's important to note that they have over $111 million and guaranteed money on the books for 2019-20 for just five players. So John Wall's going to be making $38 million. Otto Porter and Bradley Bill are going to be making $27 million each. Jan Mahina is going to be making $15 million, and their draft pick, I believe his name is Troy Brown, is yeah. going to be making $3.2 million. So among those five players, that's $111 million guaranteed, and the cap is projected to be $109 million. So they're already over the cap. Right. Um, okay, Brothers, so John Wall okay. reached his contract. I was trying to think when does when do these contracts expire? He reached his contract last year, and did he sign four years or five years? Wow, through the twenty twenty three. Yeah, it is. I think so, he'll be making like forty forty something million. Yeah, he definitely will be. Um, so at least um, what's his name? At least Mahimi expires the next summer like after in the 2020 offseason he's off the book so at least he's gone but yeah Yeah. they won't have cap space for anyone it's crazy how like they're the example of like such a nice young core just like when it doesn't pan out this is what it looks like overpaid players who aren't carrying you to anything yeah that's true that's so true actually yeah a a deal that i don't know like the logistics of it and i don't think it could have worked just because like a deal that I don't think could have worked because there's weird rules of sign and trades, but it would have been so useful if New Orleans could have flipped DeMarcus last year for um, both teams a lot. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think that would have worked. Yeah, I think Porter, I think Porter in a different situation could look very nice. Yeah, because he's, he's a good player. He's just a three that defends and shoot threes. Like everybody needs that. People see the contract and hate on him, but I think he's a very useful player. Yes. Yeah, like you said, if he was in the right situation, like if he was in New Orleans, I think he'd improve that team a lot. Yeah, because they need that so bad. They're one of those yeah. teams that has never been piece. able to – they never get the right wing next to their point guard and center, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about the Lakers a little bit? Yeah. Okay, so Lakers are now 4-6. and six. Uh, They dropped the most recent game to um, – Toronto, which was kind of bad because Kawhi didn't even play that game. Right now, they are averaging, well, they give up 120 points a night, which isn't so good. They give up, let's see, I feel like they're not doing well defensively from three. Actually, no, they're doing fine from there. 
They yeah. give up. Let's see. Yeah, they're the 17th best defensive team on three, so that's not that bad. Um, I guess some of the games I've seen, I feel like I've just Portland went crazy on them. The Spurs had some good shooting nights against them, I guess. Uh, I don't know. What's wrong with them? Honestly, it's just their roster construction. Some players aren't playing well. Like, no one has played well so far this year. Even LeBron. His stats look amazing because he's LeBron. He's always going to get the stats, you know what I mean? But he hasn't played that well. And he's been horrible on defense, just like Mm -hmm. Kyle Kuzma. And the construction of the roster, it just doesn't fit. Honestly, they have too many, like, players that need the ball in their hands to contribute. And not enough shooting. And... Yeah, LeBron. So right now the starters are Alonzo, Ingram, LeBron, Kuzma, and JaVel McGee. First yeah. of all, JaVel McGee is playing amazing. Yeah, he's, he's been the best. Relative to expectations, he's been the best player, I feel like. He's leading the league in blocks. Yeah. And our defense actually played pretty well when he's on the floor. It's just when he goes to the bench. Leading the league in blocks is an understatement, too. He's leading the conversation by like a block, like 1.1, 1.2 blocks, too. Yeah, against the Trailblazers the other day at six. But and he gets so like but, he gets crazy blocks. He gets like blocks on dunks and stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. those are like actually saving points. Yeah, exactly. So Javale McGee's playing amazing. Lando's not playing that well, but he's his shot has improved a lot. He's shooting like forty one percent from three this year. Right. Forty six percent from the field. He's still he's not that aggressive, but that that comes down to the roster construction. When um, I started. When you're starting to line up with LeBron and Brandon Ingram, you're just not going to get the ball. And he's at his best when he can have the ball and can facilitate. He's not like a ball-dominant player. Like, he gets he gets the ball out of his hand, but I don't know. I feel like he's a good player to have, like, bringing it up the court and fast break and stuff. You know what I'm saying? You think but, they need to make a trade? I do. But, unfortunately, they can't make a trade until December when all their one-year contracts. They're not, they can't make trades until December. Right. Those. Um, what's the type of player you think they need that like would push them over? They literally need. Well, apparently they're supposed to be getting Tyson Chandler, right? Who, he's not that good, but they need a backup center badly. Like I think he'll badly. do that job just fine. Yeah, that honestly having a backup center, not having one, cost them probably two games so far this year. Right. Honestly, like against the Spurs. Um. Yeah, Aldridge ate Zubac alive. Bro, Lamarcus Aldridge looked like a god. Yeah, he, he was, literally like, ate. He was dominating, yeah, he was dominating. So, I mean, he probably would have still dominated Tyson Chandler, but it wouldn't have no, been like not that. that. Not that easily. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like he, he I scored every play. Aldridge was getting the easiest looks I think I've seen him get this year. Like he was just like walking around Zubac and getting layups or fouls. Yeah, but yeah, what I think they need to do is LeBron needs to play better. On defense, he has to, like, care. I, I mean, he's getting older. Obviously, he's not going to care, like, through 82 games of the regular season and through all 40 minutes that he plays, but I don't know. When you're the leader of the team, like, I don't know. You have yeah. You let you care a little bit. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. The defense looks horrible. And he – the Lakers play, like, a switch defense, and he never switches. So it, it always leads to somebody over for three and, like, Brandon Ingram or Kyle Kuzman, like, running out to try to contest the three. You know what I'm saying? The thing is, you can't you can't not care about defense in the West because everyone will destroy you. Exactly. So the West has the, all the high offense teams too, for the most part. Yeah. So that's one thing, and then yeah, the roster construction. 
Brandon Ingram, he hasn't been playing that well this year. Although he's not playing horrible. He's averaging pro- about 16. On like I think 40, we just all thought he was going to take a leap. Yeah. The problem is he doesn't shoot threes yet, and he has to be able to shoot threes. And you him and like, LeBron the, don't fit. Because he's more of a... Done, sorry, they've done surveys of like who people thought would be most likely to win most improved, and Ingram was always like talked about on that. And yeah. right now he's not looking that improved. Yeah, him and LeBron don't work together. Because Ingram still wants the ball in his hands. Right. And he's decent as a point guard, but when you have LeBron on your team, like, you, nah, that's not going to be a rule. You know what I'm saying? So he should come yeah, off the bench. He can still be a valuable bench player, but that that's why the roster construction has to change. Can you say that again? Your audio cut a little bit. Oh, so I think Ingram needs to come off the bench and be like the backup point guard or the backup right. ball handler when LeBron's not on the court. I think that would work but, well. Right after the suspension, he just said he wouldn't do it. So, yeah, well, he's gonna have to change something. Kuzma's Kuzma's playing fine. He's averaging almost twenty points. Yeah, he's playing very nice. He's only shooting twenty eight percent from three, but I think that's gonna improve. He's missing whenever, a lot of like wide open shots. Whenever I look at a Lakers box score and LeBron isn't the leading scorer, it's Kuzma. Yeah, exactly. So he's playing fine. Lonzo, he's not consistent, but like I said, in that starting lineup, he doesn't have the ball. Right. Like they're making him be a spot up three point shooter, and that's just not how you're gonna get the best out of Lonzo. You know what I'm saying? Right, but I mean those are skills that both Lonzo and Ingram need to work on. Oh, I agree. And and like I said, Lonzo's shooting five from three. But yeah, he's taking a good amount of shots too. He's taking four and a half a night, I think. Exactly, which is fine. But it's just when you have a player like him who is amazing at uh, controlling the pace and and like fast break, Lonzo he's an amazing point guard in fast break. Right. So I need. I think. Ingram needs to move to the bench so that Lonzo can have the ball more in his hands with LeBron. And then I'm curious to see Kuzma's if they scoring a lot. To that. Yeah, Kuzma's scoring a lot, but his defense is so bad, and with LeBron playing bad defense as well, it's just they work they work beautifully on offense, but on defense it, it just doesn't work, honestly. Kuzma would have been such a useful player for him to have in Cleveland last year. Oh yeah, absolutely. He would have been amazing in Cleveland. And like yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Replace Jeff Green with Kuzma. That would have been great. Um, you see with LeBron, like, the players in L.A. are better than the ones in Cleveland, but they need the ball in their hands. You know what I'm saying? So well, it doesn't this was, work. That was the whole debate. That was, like, remember last year the whole thing was Cleveland only has guys who know how to shoot. They have no one who knows how to dribble. So then Magic this year and LeBron decided that they need guys who can play make around LeBron, and we're seeing that it's a weird fit. Yeah. I still think so you, the absolute best roster construction for LeBron is a point guard like Kyrie Irving and then three shooters around the two of them. Yeah, I agree. So I don't think they'll ever get to this lineup, but I think the best lineup they could use would be taking putting Ingram and Kuzma on the bench, which I know sounds crazy, but I think they should start Lonzo, KCP, Josh Hart, LeBron, and JaVale McGee. It's not enough offense, though. It's not, but I'm it not might sure. fit LeBron a little bit more, but there's I not enough scoring explosion. It's not, but I, I think that would work, bro. I think that would work. I don't know. I don't because that just depends on Lonzo being a consistent shooter too. Because we already know KCP is not that consistent. Hart isn't that great of like a self creator, so I feel like it's asking Lonzo to do a lot more. Maybe yeah. like. Honestly, I feel like lineups where Ingram plays point guard would be interesting to watch too. Yeah, but him and LeBron just don't fit. 
I know, but they have to, you know? Like, this team doesn't work, period, if those two don't work. Honestly, the Lakers should try to go get someone like Bradley Bill. That's something people have been talking about recently because of the Wizards, like, Ke- um, Kevin Street. We'll play the game. Who who would you offer for Bradley Bill? For Bradley Bill? Uh, it's going to hurt me to say it, but honestly, for Bradley Bill, because he's a two-guard, he can shoot, and he can play off the ball. Him and LeBron would work amazing. They and really think, would. And I, I think uh, Lonzo, Bill, and LeBron would have worked will uh, work very well, too. Wow, you would give up Ingram in this deal? <sighs> yeah, it's the only thing that makes sense. Even though I think Ingram's, Ingram has, like, the most potential out of our young players. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, since we signed LeBron, it's not about our young players anymore. It's about these next four years. It's so and funny. I, when we talked a few months ago when LeBron had already signed, but the Kawhi stuff was still going on, we were talking about this, and we were like, I wouldn't trade Ingram for Kawhi, which I always thought was so damn stupid. <laughs> And now you're willing to give him up for Bradley Beal. Yeah, I know. This is the deal with LeBron. I don't, I don't want to, though. Now. I don't want to, though. But, yeah, unfortunately, when you have LeBron – well, not unfortunately, but when you have LeBron, it's all about him and who plays well with him. It's not even – like, it's time to win. Like, it's – you can't yeah, – exactly. Yeah. So, although I think we'll, we we would regret that decision. Like I agree. Down the, down the I line, agree. it would be best for the next four years. To have a player like Bradley Bill. But at the same time, like LeBron, the the difference though with the Lakers compared with um, the Cavs, at least, is LeBron signed for four years. You guys don't need to be pressured to do things like that because, like, what's he going to do about it? Yeah. Although, I don't, we might not have to make any trades right now. We just need a consistent two guard that can shoot, that can hit threes. Like, um, in the offseason, the Lakers tried to, the 12 million that they signed KCP for. They tried right. to get JJ. They tried to get JJ Redick. If we mm. had JJ Redick, that would solve so many problems. Yeah, he'd also look so nice next to LeBron. That's what we need. We need a two guard that. So Josh Hart, he's played uh, very well so far this season, but he's still not a consistent like three point threat. And he like he's not a player that can come off screens and like knock down a three and like threaten the defense in that way. You know what I'm saying? And then KCP yeah. so inconsistent. We just need a two guard that can like run around screens and, and knock down threes. What I would we say, would, we would so much better. What I would say for all the Lakers fans freaking out right now is like, give this another ten to fifteen games before it's time to like really look at the roster. In my opinion, there is mm-hmm. no scenario, in my opinion, where this team was going to be seven and three or eight and two after ten games. None. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they're four and six. They had a pretty, they had a pretty tough schedule. They've had a very season. tough schedule. Yeah, and they were in every game until yesterday. So. I mean, they're definitely not a bad team. I mean, like, they're not a bad team at all. Realistically, but, like, if we were to like be like, if we were to like think of scenarios and stuff, the Spurs games should have split. Let's say yeah. that the game against Minnesota, Jimmy Butler just decided to be the best shooter in the world for a quarter. The game against Portland, that's your first game, and that was close. The Houston one, the fight happened, that throws everything off. You know what I mean? Like, this is. This team could be six and four or seven and three right now, but it's a new team. There's chemistry issues. Luke doesn't know which lineups he trusts fully yet. There's time. Yeah. What do you think about uh? What do you think about everyone saying like Luan should be fired? I agreed with Magic talking to him because that I I just think Magic needed to put a little pressure on Luke to like 
get this team together maybe. I don't think Luke should be fired yet, especially because what he doesn't have like that much to work with. This is a weird team, and so he has to try some weird stuff. For example, like Kuzma at the five got killed, but before the um before the Tyson Chandler signing, what choice did he have? You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. So he does he does deserve some of the blame because I don't know that some of the lineups that he puts out they just don't make sense to me. But like you said, the roster construction is horrible. I don't know. There's just too many ball handlers. Like there should never be a scenario where Rondo, Lance Stevenson, and LeBron are in the game at the same time. Like that just doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's part of the problem too. Is you could say the same thing for Rondo, Lance, and um, Ingram, but like those guys need like you can't do a lineup where it's just Rondo, Lance, and not LeBron or Ingram. You know what I mean? Because you need scoring. Like, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you want to do Rondo and Lance, but without LeBron and Ingram, that means LeBron and Ingram need to play together. If you want to do Rondo and Lance without either of those two, those lineups are going to be starved for spacing and scoring. That, the team just doesn't make sense. Yeah, There's always going to be lineups that don't fit. That's what I'm saying. So they just need to, like, tough it out until December, and then they need to make some trades. Shout out to Lance Stevenson, though. He's played a little bit better than I was expecting him to, and he's oh, shot yeah. a little bit better. Yeah, he's, he's looked good. Yeah, like I said, even though Rondo like pretty much won us a game the other day in Portland, he looked amazing. Yeah, he did. Seventeen, ten, and eight. I think he had. He just doesn't fit. He just doesn't fit. I don't know. Like he does fit, but for moving forward and even like going into the season, like I'd rather Brandon Ingram play that role off the bench, or or play Lonzo more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, that might help us. That might help the Lakers win more games now, but I don't know. I think you have to get rid of Rondo and yeah, yeah, you have to get a shooter, someone that doesn't need the ball and can shoot. I I definitely don't agree. It's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes for them, but it's already you know it's going to be ESPN headlines every time they lose, every time they win. They're the greatest team. Anytime a player ever even hints at being unhappy, the rumors about them going to the Lakers. This is the next four years for you guys. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's move on to another team that I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit. Denver and Utah played yesterday, and Denver won that game. They were down five going into the fourth, and they ended up winning by 15. They outscored Utah by 20 in the quarter. Who do you think is a more legit team, Denver or Utah? Um, I think because of the way they play, I think Denver's going to be better during the regular season. But I still think in the playoffs – if I'm a if I'm a team, I'd rather play the Nuggets than the Jazz. In my opinion, I, kn- I knew the Nuggets were playing well, but seeing them be eight and one right now is interesting. Because I was one of the people in the offseason saying, like, why are people so sure this is a playoff team? It's the same team as last year, plus Paul Millsap. To me, that's not an automatic playoff team, but so far they look like an automatic playoff team. They're playing yeah, they really good defense still. They only give up 102 a game, which is insane, and they still score a good amount too. They Jokic, would be Jokic is amazing too. Yeah, he really is. And Paul Millsap has been playing better offensively the last few games too. He had the game winner against Chicago, but he's been putting up around 15 the past two or three games that I've been looking. He, I guess, he just had a slow start getting back into rhythm. But if he's good, we're uh, serious. Can you admit that Jokic is better than Towns? I never said he wasn't. My thing is that Towns can be a more useful player if he got his head out of his ass. And I hate to say it like that, but, like, 
He has the potential to be a way better defensive player. He's already a much better shooter. It's just like the head, st- like his mindset is just so broken right now. And his stats without in the two games that Butler hasn't played, he's averaged twenty eight a game. It's just when Butler's in there, he he gets psyched out, I guess. Bro, he has a, he has an amazing shot too, honestly. Uh, who Jokic or Towns? Towns. Yeah, no, he does. He, he, he this is like the third year in a row now where it's like he gets up high volume and hits about like forty to forty five percent of them. He's an amazing. Bro, you shooter. know who? You know who who he'd be amazing with? Who? LeBron. I know that's like obvious, but. That'd be an amazing pairing, honestly. So the conversation I've been thinking about, or I guess I heard a little bit of it and I've been thinking about it, is like, does Town, do you think Towns can be like your primary offensive focus? No. Me neither, but like, it looks like he could enough, be. Though, but yeah, it's weird. I feel like he could be. I, I want to see him in like a, a different situation. They have I to get rid of him with like, a coach that like Tosh Gibson and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I want to see him with a coach that's more offensive minded, who lets his guys have more freedom, and it's just like go get your numbers. You guys still might only win thirty to forty games this year, but like prove yourselves again, kind of. Yeah, um, I agree. I think the Wiggins contract is going to really hold them back for a long time, though. Bro, he sucks. Did you see them against the uh, Warriors the other day? Yeah. Bro, honestly. I know we talk about Draymond all the time. Bro, he's one of the best defenders in history. Like, he's top five. He's amazing. He literally, he literally changed the game with his defense in the fourth quarter. He he's someone who I down. feel like would destroy Towns one-on-one. Bro, he shut him down completely. Yeah, he's just too, like, physical, too gritty for Towns. Towns, I feel like, isn't about that type of play style where, like, it's getting down on the post and beating up on each other. Yeah. Honestly, um, bro, why are we why are we worried about everybody else? No one's beating the Warriors. Hey man, no Denver Nuggets are only a game, a half game behind. Doesn't matter. I forget you know who, who I'm surprised about this year. Oh yeah, who? Well, yeah, I, I forget was just who saying... tweeted out, but they said that like a team can play amazing the whole game, and all the Warriors have to do is play good basketball for four minutes, and it doesn't matter. They won. Yeah, that's what happened when in the Minnesota and. Um... The Minnesota Warriors game. Minnesota played great for three quarters, and then it just fell apart because Golden State did Golden State things. Bro, they're amazing. You see that one play where they had like eight passes, and it ended up in the alley oop. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that. Even LeBron was like, "If you don't like this, you're just a hater." That's what I'm saying, bro. They're amazing. Yeah, that play was amazing. amazing it's crazy bro. what having spacing like that can do to your offense. Because yeah. everyone, the defenders just have to sprint out to everyone. And But what's sad watching that Minnesota game was like, first off, I don't even remember if Wiggins played. Like, that's how invisible he was to me. But when I was watching that game, I was like, Josh Okoge might be a better player than him. Like, oh, he, I think he is, honestly. He looks a lot better than him to me. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Um, Wiggins is another one of those players who has all the gifts, but I don't know. I don't think he, he just doesn't care. I can't, and he's chilling. He's rich, but it can't be that. I, I remember people saying stuff about his motor before he came into the league. But like, how does everyone talking shit about you all the time not motivate you to like do better than this? He's the most he's annoying player. One hundred and fifty million. 
he's the most annoying player in the league to me in terms of like watching this guy play because it's like sometimes you really see the gift but so many of the possessions are him taking a step back mid like 20 foot mid-range shot that just clanks off the rim or like a fadeaway in the post that clanks yeah. off the rim it's like what is this you're not kobe he takes, like, he takes the kobe shot yeah exactly but like if you're derozan used to do that too but he got good at it you know what i mean wiggins isn't yeah. even close to being good at it so stop it yeah i agree i don't know he tried to like he tried to take Draymond one on one the other day in the fourth quarter. Yeah, bro, complete lockdown. Yeah, I'm sure he he's not even as good of a driver as like he should be. He doesn't use the athleticism as much as you wish he would. He he's like a bad rebounder for his position. He's a bad defender. He gets no assists. It's a joke. Yeah, he's just not that good, honestly. I wonder if there's like a. Tr- I feel like if it keeps going at this point, Minnesota's going to shop him, whether it's next year or the year after. And I wonder if there will even be – I wonder if there's a market for him at all. I don't think so. That's a big contract. I think he's making $30 million a year. Right. I but, I mean, his, him having a big contract is different than Jimmy Butler, John Wall's contract because, like, he'll at least by the end of this be, like, 27, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, right. at, at least if you trade for him, you can still say maybe we can turn him into the right player. And maybe he's a guy like Oladipo or something where, like, he just clicks four years, five years into their career. But, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, yeah, don't, I don't know. know. Me neither. Even with Oladipo, I used to think, like, yeah, he's not that good, but he cares. Like, I just don't see it with them. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, let's just say this. Who's the worst team in the league right now? The worst team in the league. I got to think about that for a second. Who I'm saying it's do? easily the Cavs. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the Cavs. They're yeah, a train wreck right now. Yeah, they suck. I can't believe so, LeBron took that team to the finals. Um, So I'm, I'm guessing Kevin Love is traded within the next 12 months, whether it's after the season in the summer or whatever. Corver will be gone. JR's already said he wants to be traded. They have no idea what's going on with the coach. Dan Gilbert is such a bad owner, honestly. He's not that bad. He is bad, but I don't know. The only thing that keeps him from being one of the worst owners in the league is just the fact that he's at least willing to spend money so he doesn't cheap yeah, exactly. out on stuff. But now mm-hmm. this this head coaching stuff is nonsense. Them hire, uh, firing um, David Griffin a couple years ago, the guy that Kyrie liked a lot, nonsense. Him yeah, always... LeBron liked him too. Well, I know, yeah. Okay, so him saying, um, I'm happy I have my team back once LeBron is gone two times, nonsense. I... And yeah. also something that's really dumb is that the Cavs are so central on like basing this team around Colin Sexton. They're acting like this was the number one pick in the draft and some guy that like everyone touted to you know touted as being like an elite prospect. Like no one was talking about him like that. And he's already playing 24, 25 minutes a night. That's enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you see the uh veteran players saying they don't think he can play. Yeah, I don't he's a he's 19. He's played nine games in the NBA. What what, what was he supposed to be right now? His averages are pretty actually decent. He turns it over maybe a little too much or something, but, like, he's 19. Yeah. And also when you're veterans know. talking or Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith and stuff, maybe you can take that with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? It's not like Tim Duncan's complaining. It's J.R. Smith yeah, complaining. Tristan Thompson is delusional. Remember, like, before the season, he was like, we won the Eastern Conference four times in a row, so until teams come and beat us, like, they don't have much to say. I can't believe players actually say things like that. Yeah. Like, and then, like, a bunch of NBA players commented on that, like, bruh. <laughs> I guess you have money, like, you really don't care. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, uh, I guess. 
but shit's just wild. Um, I was gonna say the team I'm actually like the most pleasantly surprised about is Portland, just because like the feeling around the team by fans and media and stuff was so negative after the sweep, but like they've come back. They're seven and three. They've gotten some really quality wins. They beat the Spurs. They beat the Lakers. They beat. Um, I'm trying to think who else they beat, but they've gotten some good wins in that span. I don't know. This might just be a good team who just isn't made for the playoffs, kind of like Toronto before Kawhi. Yeah, they are. I always thought they were. I thought this year, though, they might, like, like last year might hang over them so much that they'd regress to being a lower bottom playoff team or maybe even potentially missing the playoffs, but. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's still early, but I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's just, like, it's encouraging to see them start off well. So, yeah. so far in the season, they have beaten – they beat the Lakers. Then they beat the Spurs. The, they actually lost to the Wizards in OT, which isn't so great. They uh, they beat the Pacers. That was a good win. They beat the Rockets, but who isn't beating the Rockets now? And then they beat the Pelicans. And the Rockets-Pelicans was a back-to-back, too. That's uh, Anthony like, Davis didn't play against them, though. Are you sure about that? Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, and Jaleel Okafor started that. Exactly. 5.6. But no, they but like still, it's um, just when they get to the playoffs, they're gonna double team Lillard and McCollum, and then their three man is gonna hit the shot. I don't know if every team can do that to them though. New Orleans just has the benefit of having Anthony Davis on the back line and Drew Holiday all over the court, like terrorizing everyone. But I don't think every team can do that to them. Golden State looking at the teams that, that looking at teams that you think are gonna make the playoffs, like Golden State would do that to them. Uh. The Spurs? What do you think the Spurs? I think that'd be a good matchup. I think so too. I think I don't think we can play them like that. And I think the Blazers would maybe beat the Spurs. The Spurs yeah. are a very inconsistent defensive team. So I think the Thunder would be able to lock them up. I think the Jazz would. The Pelicans would obviously. And then so the Rockets would be able to if they get it together. So let's Although just the Rockets don't look that good, bro. They don't, but they're missing Harden right now. And without Harden, it's hard to but say. They look- oh. They they just look like a team that knows they messed up last year. That was their chance to win the championship, and they lost it. Right, but I mean, like it's a long season. They can always make a deal at the deadline or buy someone out or something. And now that Marquise, Chris, and Brandon Knight are available for trades, like they have more options to sling stuff. Yeah, but Nick Melo, bro, he's playing better the last few games shooting wise. He had a really good game against Brooklyn. Yeah, Um, shooting wise, but he's still horrible on defense. I know. I don't know what his role in the NBA is anymore, honestly. Um, I don't think he just doesn't fit anymore. I don't um, think he's a net negative personally. Like especially if he shoots, like if he averages like fifteen a night on forty ish percent from three, that's valuable. Even if you're a bad defender, it's just a lot of the team seems like like a lot of their wings aren't very good defenders. So he hurts along with those other guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, if you put him on an elite defensive team, I think he would do fine. Like if he replaced Jay Crowder in Utah, I think that that could work. Yeah, I agree. But um, let's shift to the Thunder, Melo's old team. They're 4-4 four and four right now. They've gotten a couple decent wins in a row. Let's say the season ends and they are a bottom-tier playoff team again and they got knocked out in round one or round two, and they're locked into this. What, like, Where do the Thunder go from this? They're capped out between Adams, Westbrook, and Paul George. There's no room to add a significant shooter necessarily. They, they'll have the MLE, I guess, but I don't know. I, yet, I, I, I agree. They're I've stuck. lost a lot this of hype. Nah, bro, this is your team. That's why I never understood why everybody was saying, like, 
don't know. I feel like going into the season, once they lost Melo, everyone was saying, like, oh, they could be number two in the West and they could compete with these other teams. You know what I'm saying? I just never saw it. A lot of people were saying that, too, and it didn't make sense to me either. Exactly. Like I said, the way Westbrook plays, like, yeah, he's going to get you wins in the regular season just just from, like, pure will. You know what I'm saying? Right. But Paul George is a good player, but he's very inconsistent. I don't know. So right now they're the worst like, three-point shooting team. The Thunder are the worst yeah. three-point shooting team in the league right now. They shoot 29% as a team. That should get better even without good shooters because 29% is just ridiculously low. But, yeah, this is a team that's just, like, I don't get what they do from here. Yeah, they don't have enough shooting. And then we all know that at the end of the game, in fourth quarters, Westbrook's going to take a stupid shot. I'm curious, like, do you think he finishes his contract out in OKC? Yeah, they seem I like so the organization and city that will they'll ride it out. You know what I'm saying? He's like their guy. I kind of think so too. And, and I guess they have Paul George. Left. Paul George, I guess, and him will finish out their contracts together, and then maybe both of them leave. Yeah, but like I feel like Westbrook at the end of this contract is not going to be that good of a player anymore. Oh no, nah. his contract is going to look horrible in like three years. He'll be 33, I guess, or 34 by the end of the deal. I'm not positive which, but yeah. Yeah, um, when he loses their athleticism, it's going to be bad. This is something I want to ask you. Who's your favorite bad team in the NBA? Favorite bad team? Probably the Nets. Okay, the I Nets, like that one. The Nets or the Mavericks? I like the Mavs yeah. a lot, too. Luke is like so that. cool. Yeah, he's good. Honestly, he is good. I was wrong about him. Um, we both were. And we then both the Nets, yeah, and then the Nets, um, I don't know. I'm a Lakers fan, so we drafted D'Angelo Russell. Always like watching him. Although he's just, he's too inconsistent. Some games he looks amazing, and some games he's just, I don't know. And he's I just can't... not athletic enough, and he's slow. Like, Melo blocked his shot from behind the other day. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was, that was terrible. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Something's just not clicking with him. I was um, watching a couple Mavs games last week, and – DeAndre Jordan shooting free throws and stuff has improved. I'm sure Clippers fans are so sick that it took this long for him to improve. Like, it would have helped them so much if he was shooting 80, even like 70% at the free throw line while he was a Clipper. But he's kind of fallen off a little bit. He's not even close to the same player he was when he was in his prime and on the Clippers. He doesn't, like, defend the same at all. I thought the Mavs were going to be better than than they are. It seems like they have a good team on paper, but... Yeah, um, but they play in the tough West. Um, they do have a decent team, though. What are they, 2-7 and seven right now? Yeah, Dallas yeah. is 2-7. and seven hey, I, don't, the, I don't like Dennis Smith. I do. I, I, I get why you don't, but like I see the potential, at least. He's a second-year player, 10 games in. I think there's hope for him. He's got a nice... And he doesn't fit with uh, Luka, so... He needs to start becoming more of an off-ball player. Exactly. But are like, you? unlike Westbrook and like John Wall and stuff, He's at a position where he's super young in his career, so maybe he can learn that stuff right now to use it later. That's the worst yeah. thing about players like Wall and Westbrook is that when they don't have the ball, they don't do anything. Exactly. And that's what I think he's going to become, but just not as good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I thought Luka would also be averaging more assists per game. Yeah. But he looks like good, though. He does, he yeah. Knows he, how, he knows how to get to his spots. And he's a better shooter than I thought he would be off the bat. His step-back yeah. three is wet. Yeah, I agree. He's actually like shooting like like most of his threes are like pull ups, and he's shooting almost Steph Curry level percentages on them. It'll fall down, but like it's actually like nuts. He's come out this hot. 
Yeah, I think I saw he was doing like forty-two percent on pull-up threes. You know who else was good too? Who? Uh, Trey Young. Yeah, he he looks better than I thought, but I still think the year will be a mixed bag. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Like he'll have his like the worst shooting nights of the season with high turnovers and all that. He's but like he's a great passer. It's really fun to watch him pass. Yeah, I agree. Um, my favorite bad team, even though they just shellacked the Spurs last night, even though the Spurs made a nice comeback, I love Orlando. Like, I just think they they have, like, players I like. I like Aaron Gordon a lot. I like Jonathan Isaac a lot. Mo Bamba's going to be a beast. Yeah. He's so think, tall and so long, it's actually unfair. Yeah. I like Jonathan Isaac. He hasn't, like, put, like, he's had a weird start to the year. He already has missed a game or two. And, like, he's just not a good scorer yet. But, like, defensively, like, he's very interesting. Yeah. A lot of Magic fans, I feel like, are already kind of giving up on Aaron Gordon, though. Like, they're just not that hyped about him, which I, I hate it. I think he's one of my favorite young players in the league. Um. All right, what else you want to talk about? Man? They're interesting to watch sometimes. Yeah, I mean, but, like... Oh, yeah, and also, like, I, I really like watching Zach Levine. He's cooling down a little bit, but, like, holy crap, are the Bulls bad. Yeah, their defense is atrocious. It's what worse Golden, than the Lakers. What Golden State did to them was actually embarrassing. Yeah, I agree. Like, you can't just let a team run seven or eight straight plays for a guy to get 50. You just can't. You need to either, like, foul the shit out of him at one point or just, like, say, okay, Clay's not shooting anymore. Someone stick to him the entire game. Yeah. Yeah, bro. They could have scored 200 if they wanted to. <laughs> 92 at half. Uh, right. None yeah. of it matters, bro. The Warriors are winning the championship. I don't know. Houston, we said the same thing last year, and Houston took them to seven. Maybe there's a team like that again this year. Yeah, but I but I agree. it's going to be Golden State again. It's It's annoying. Hopefully this is the last year. But the more I think about mm-hmm. it, the less I kind of feel like Durant's going to leave. Yeah, he should. It's, Honestly, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. He's already dealt with all of the backlash. You might as well just get all of the accolades you could ever have and become, like, there's a chance that if he really stuck this through, he could maybe end up with, like, six or seven rings, like, five finals MVPs, and just, like, let that be your resume. Yeah, I agree. All right, so what are you looking forward to for, I guess, the rest of the month, let's say? Um, I guess the Lakers, they're coming up on, like, their Eastern Conference stretch, so they should be able to win a lot more games. I'm interested in seeing, like, Have they they played an Eastern team yet? The Raptors. Oh, yeah, right. But before that, no, right? It was all West? Yeah. That's actually pretty interesting. So, yeah, they'll have some chances to beef up on some bad teams. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm interested in that. I'm interested in... The uh, Rockets, are they going to get going? The hamstring injuries are rough. They really shouldn't rush uh, Harden back from this because if, like, if he comes back and he aggravates it, he'll be out for like a lot longer. And if he's out for a while, this team is screwed. I thought Chris Paul picked, could like carry them better than this, though. Yeah. It looks like Chris Paul lost a step, too. Yeah, I mean, season, but... he had a great game against Brooklyn, too, though. Um, yeah. I want to see if Denver can hold this up. I'm like they're the team that interests me the most because this seems very fake to me so far. The defense yeah, being this good I doesn't mean, make sense. Yeah, 
I mean, they're a good team, but yeah, they're going to come back down to earth, I think. But even a top three seed would really surprise me. Like, this is a team I thought would yeah, be between seven and nine, personally. I didn't see a top three seed at all. I thought the Jazz were going to be a lot better. Yeah. Although four and five through nine isn't the worst thing ever. But yeah, I thought they'd be like through nine games, like six and three at worst. Um, yeah. Oh, a team that's just randomly chilling in the middle of the Western Conference. And me and you talked about this a while ago, and you told me I was tripping. But I knew that they weren't that bad with Memphis. Yeah, they're going to come back down here. I know, but like when Gasol and Conley are healthy, this isn't the worst team. Like this isn't a terrible team. That's enough to get you like, I feel like they'll end up being the nine or 10 seed with like 40 wins. Yeah, they'll win 40 games. Yeah. That's a team, too. I just, like, the blow-up is, so, is so imminent. You know what I mean? Like, it's just counting down the years yeah. until Gasol or Conley either, like, leave or, like, they just get traded, and then this team is going to be bad for, like, 10 years. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, all right. Tell me anything else you want to talk about, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can talk. Sure. Okay, yeah, let's talk about like the top performances of the week, like just stuff that caught our eye. For me, the one I was like going crazy about was obviously Derrick Rose because that was the coolest thing like of the season to me so far. And then obviously Tibbs barely yeah. plays him against Golden State. Nah, he got hurt. Oh yeah, he did. He hurt his ankle. You're right. Yeah. Which like I feel like that's Derrick Rose's career in a nutshell, right there. Huge game, get exactly. hurt right after. Um. Yeah. That game was sick. Blake Griffin, like, lost in all the Drummond versus Embiid stuff. Griffin had a huge game in that game. He had 38 points. He he looks yeah, really good. He looks good. He yeah. does. Well, Detroit's now down to 4-4. Four and four. I feel like this happens, like, every year where the Pistons start off pretty hot and then they just lose a few in a row and then, you know, whatever happens. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he's been playing great this season. I've really liked watching him again this year. Kemba's looked sick. Tony Parker had 24 and 11 off the bench the other night. That actually shocked me. Yeah. You wish he was still in the Spurs? No. No? It, like, I, I love him. Like, I, I, So the reason he left to Charlotte is the Spurs wanted him back, but we were offering one of those roles where it's like, you're barely going to play, but you're here to teach the young guys. And Tony was like, nah, I can still – I still have some gas left in the tank. I want to actually play. He's, like, Kemba's best backup since, like, Jeremy Lin two or three years ago. And I think, like, they're doing – like, they're loving having him there. So, it's cool to see him play well. And seeing him get 24 and 11 is always cool for me. I'll always like him. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, who's your pick for MVP right now? Giannis. Really? Yeah. The crazy thing is I feel like he hasn't, like – blown up this season yet. You know what I mean? Like, I expected, like, crazier numbers to start. I know what you're saying, but they're, what, 8-1? Yeah, they are. I, I guess you could just go off that. I actually would pick Steph right now. Oh, I mean, I think it's Steph. But Like, this season, he's averaging they, 26 points, 14 re- – this is Giannis – 26 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists. I was hoping maybe, like, he was taking some of those pull-up threes um, in preseason. I was hoping we'd see a little bit of that, but he's shooting 10% from three this year, so maybe not. Um, yeah. I would go Steph so far. I mean, I think Steph is the best player. I think he deserves it, but I think the Warriors would have to win 70 games for him to get it. You know what I'm they saying? They might, though. They might. Which they could. They could, but I think they'll, they'll take their foot off the gas, I think. Do you really feel like their foot is on the gas right now? 
Way more than it was last year. I just think they're happier this year for some reason. That's what I'm saying. They definitely are. Looks like they're having fun playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, those guys caught my eye. DeRozan has been awesome this year. I love watching him. Um, yeah, yeah. I really want to see LeBron have his game. Like, just the game where he goes for, like, 45 and, like, hits, like, a huge shot at the end of the game. And it's, like, he reminds everyone he's back. Because I don't, like... Yeah, he needs to. I feel like I, like, have forgotten about him this season. Like, it's... Obviously, it's weird because, like, the Lakers are all over media and stuff. But, like, it, he doesn't... It doesn't feel like he, he's, like... I, I can't explain it. It's almost like he's just, like, an no, afterthought to me. Yeah. He is. He's not playing that well. There's, like, five or six players that have played better than him so far this season. And it's like last season, no- last season, every time the Cavs would play and you would go on Instagram or Twitter or something, it would be like some crazy LeBron highlight. I haven't like seen any of that this year. It was just the first yeah. game against Portland where he had those two huge dunks. And like he's had a couple dunks like since then, but like nothing that I've been like, oh, holy crap, LeBron James. Yeah, I agree. He does. I don't know. He doesn't seem as athletic. Hopefully but- he just kicks it into gears and takes a trip yeah. down to Miami. Yeah, that too. And he, he's not playing with energy. He needs to go take his steroids. <laughs> so, we're not going to talk about all that? Uh, nah, bro. He takes something, bro. He has to. The way he's playing right now, he has to take something. So, um, what matchup, like, do you think that by the end of the season, the Lakers will be a team that can get to the conference finals? Do you still believe that? If LeBron, if playoff LeBron is a real thing, then I do. What do you mean? Because if? other, well, yeah, that's true. He obviously is a real thing, but uh, other than the Warriors, I think he can win four games against any of the other teams in the conference. I will say this though: playoff LeBron defense is a little overrated. Like he's still not a great defender in the playoffs. Yeah. But, like, maybe that was just also in Cleveland. He had to do literally everything, so he just wasn't trying that hard on defense. But I just feel like it's not there anymore. He, like, it's too much energy for him to be lock up on defense and then carry on offense. The only teams I think would be a, a real problem against the Lakers probably would be... I don't know, honestly. Looking I mean... All the teams... Honestly, a matchup like Houston or something could be good for you guys because, like, they don't have, like, big men that are going to, like, punish you that hard. You know what I mean? And at that point, it would yeah, just be wings versus wings, which could be helpful for you. Yeah, Or I agree. for the Lakers. Honestly, yeah. the, honestly the, worst, the worst matchups for us would be, other than the Warriors, obviously, would be the Spurs and the Pelicans. The Spurs are interesting as a matchup. I wouldn't take no, too much from those first yeah, two no, games we played. Nah, but we have no answers for Aldridge and uh, Anthony Davis. Right, but as much as I like LaMarcus Aldridge, to me he's not someone that it's like you can't find an answer for. Anthony Davis is someone you don't have an answer for, but like it's tough for me to imagine that Tyson Chandler or JaVale McGee can't stop LaMarcus Aldridge from winning a playoff series. I don't know, bro. Aldridge is good. He's great, but his, a lot of his game depends on his jump shot, too, though. I feel like he always knocks it down, though. I feel like... He's actually had a tough start to the season. He, he's gotten better the past few games, but he started out the season shooting pretty bad from outside. What I'm mad yeah. about, though, is that he had teased the offseason. He was like, 
I'm shooting threes now. No, he's not. He's taking maybe yeah, two he's, or three. He's this a mid-range shooter. But just take two more steps out. Just take like just take like two a game. That's all like I want to see. Yeah. Even DeRozan has been more willing to shoot them than him. DeRozan took like two back-to-back threes last night. He hit one. Like that was cool to see. That's like the evolution of him as a player. But Aldridge, like he keeps yeah. saying he can do it. But I think Aldridge will be, be a great shooter. Nah, not this year. This year. You know, looking nice. He's looking nice, man. I don't know. Looks like a new Demar. Nah, realistically, he doesn't look like a new Demar. The offensive game is still pretty much the same. The only thing that really looks improved is the playmaking. He looks like an elite passer. Yeah, he does. Nah, he he does. He has looked uh very good this year. Yeah, but we all know what's gonna happen in the playoffs. I don't know, man, but we'll see. Uh, all right, man. Anything else you want to talk about? Any games you're looking forward to this week? Hmm. Well, okay. So tonight, there was actually a game I was very much looking forward to. Tonight is uh, Monday, November 5th. Today we have – sorry, one sec. Uh, what was the – oh, I wanted to see Celtics Nuggets. Oh, yeah, that should be a good game. That'll be a good game, so I'm looking forward to that one. I always just like the matchups between the best two teams, although like there's always player storylines and stuff like that. Uh, Bucks Trailblazers is tomorrow. That'll be a good test for both of those teams. Um, it's crazy. Like I'm seeing, like I'm still like stuck, kind of in the LeBron is on Cleveland mode. So when I see matches like Thunder Cavs, I'm like, oh, that's a good game. Oh wait, no, that's the worst game of the no, night. It's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not please. I want to see uh, uh, Sixers Pacers on Wednesday. Because I feel like... Yeah, that's a great Sixers, game. Yeah, and the Sixers, I thought going into the season, they were like second best or third best team. Now it looks like they could be the fifth best, bro. Honestly. It, like, it just seems like the whole team is Embiid now. Like, they, nothing else is going for them anymore. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Timberwolves-Lakers will be a good game. Curious to see if Jimmy Butler is playing that one. But I feel like he probably will. And uh, the Bucks. The Bucks and Warriors play on Thursday. That should be a good game. Wow, that will be a great game. Those are always good games. Giannis is someone that not even Golden State really has an answer for. Yeah, they don't. And then there's also – that's a good doubleheader, especially if – I guess maybe Houston won't be healthy, but Rockets, Thunder at 8, and then Bucks Warriors at 1030. Yeah. We'll definitely have to uh, tweet during those games. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to those. I'm going to try to watch both those games for sure. Um. Most disappointing, te- like a team that I've been really disappointed in. Although I get it, but like Phoenix looks like a joke when Booker isn't playing. Like he missed a few games, and like it was embarrassing watching them. I actually thought they were going to be decent this year. Me too. I thought they'd be like, like a forty thirty five win team, but they might only win like twenty. I didn't think forty. I thought they- I thought they'd win like thirty three. But two and seven so far, though the Spurs embarrassed them. The Warriors embarrassed them. Yeah, that's just what it is. The Lakers embarrassed them. I remember you were texting me like, the Lakers are looking so good. I was like, bro, this is the Suns. <laughs> like, did Booker play against the, the Lakers? Yeah. He got hurt at the fourth quarter. Okay. Uh, but yeah, those, I guess, are just some games I'm looking forward to. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So, nothing else? Uh, I think that's it. All right, man. Um... Yeah, okay, so for our listeners, today was just one where we just had – we hadn't talked in a while, so we just wanted to talk about ball. We'll be more structured next week when we have, like, more concrete things we needed to talk about, but we just wanted to cover two weeks of stuff and just look at the league since the first week of the season. 
Uh, definitely check us out on Apple Podcasts, rate and subscribe, or rather rate, subscribe, comment, whatever you want to do at uh, the Restricted Area Podcast. Same thing on SoundCloud. And follow us on Twitter, T-R-A underscore pod. We tweet during games. We post highlights. We post our opinions, things of that nature, just to keep people in tune. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Mitch, we'll talk later. All right, bro. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great day.